WDBM East Lansing, you are listening to Warning Track, the student voice of Michigan State Baseball, bringing you news, analysis, updates, and much more for the Spartans. Welcome in to episode four. We were having a little confusion on what episode this was when we were starting this podcast up. Nevertheless, episode four of the Warning Track podcast, the one and only podcast on these airwaves and any airwaves that is devoted exclusively to Michigan State baseball. Luke Sloan, once again, alongside my friends Kyle Hattie and Alex McRae. Gentlemen, we might get some snow here pretty soon. I'm looking out the window. Nevertheless, yeah. baseball season heating up. And gentlemen, how are we doing? Um, I'm great. I'm great. Especially after how well my predictions did this last week. That is a, that's a, he's foreshadowing something we'll get into in a moment. He's, he's been bragging about a prediction. Frequent listeners to the podcast, you guys may remember this before we get into it, but he's got some, he's got a smirk on his face right now and he's got some bragging rights. But Mr. Kyle Hattie, do you, I don't believe you had bragging rights. No. No, you did not. But how are you doing? Oh, it's the best time of year for sports. I'm doing great. You were telling me about that. I love this. We time. got Final Four. We have playoff hockey. Baseball. Baseball starting up. I'm a golf fan. We have the Masters. It's like there's so many things. I could have a multiple TVs in my apart in my room this weekend. I mean, it's, it's crazy. also NFL mock draft season. Let's NFL not forget that. We have we have our mock draft expert at WDBM Sports, Mr. Alex McCray. He is our Mel Kuyper. A jack of many trades. He's in the uh, what do they call it? The the, the cave. Or what, what, they they have a name for the room Mel Kuyper goes in and does his mock draft stuff. The dungeon. The yeah, the dungeon. The dungeon. He, he's pounding out. He's got another mock draft coming out pretty soon here. But this is a baseball podcast. We're getting way off track. Many sports going on right now, but baseball is right up there with them, including the Michigan State Spartans. The last time we checked with you was Wednesday, April third. Wednesday, Wednesday, April third. Excuse me. They've played four games since then—a three-game weekend series against the Indiana State Sycamores and one game at Notre Dame. They emerged victorious in three, or excuse me, in three of those four games. They won the series with Indiana State, winning the first game one to nothing. The second game they lost two to one. They won six to nothing in the third game, and Notre Dame they won three to two yesterday in South Bend. Pretty nice stretch for this Spartan team. We have lots of box scores and, and games to get to. All three of us were at that Indiana State series. None of us made the trip to South Bend. But we're going to kick it right off with the first Indiana State game last Friday, the first night game in the history of Michigan State baseball, the 135 years of Michigan State baseball. I was there. Mr. Kyle Hattie was also there. What did you think of the, the night baseball atmosphere? Because I thought it was pretty cool. That's, that stadium is gorgeous at, at, at during the daytime, but it's even better at nighttime. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, they got they really locked out. They had nice weather. I believe it was 51 degrees at first pitch. Beautiful sunset. With the windows open. A little night. Yeah, the windows were wide open. Let that little warm breeze in there before the sunset. A pretty nice crowd on hand. Alex, did you see some Twitter pictures? I did. Videos. I did. It was beautiful. It looks really nice. I mean, we all three of us have said multiple times on this podcast how much we like that stadium and think it's an underrated ballpark. We're, we're all going to have the opportunity to cover more night games. They have some more coming up in the future. Can't wait. I believe starting with that Northwestern series, it's in a couple weeks. We're not going to be at any games this weekend because they're in Piscataway, and we are unfortunately not making the trip. But we were all at that Indiana State series, and starting off with that first game, 
a one nothing win for Michigan State. Indigo Diaz picking up the win, improving to one and three. Tyler Ward took the loss for Indiana State, falling to two and one on the season. Looking down the Spartans lineup, Royce Ando went two for four in that game with the run scored. Nick Lacayo, the walk-off sacrifice, walk-off suicide squeeze bunt was part of his three for four day with an RBI. Justin Antonsic also added a hit. He was one for three. Marty Bikina also one for three. But the real story in this game was Mason Erla. A career high, nine innings, only giving up two hits, no earned runs, striking out six while only walking three. You saw his performance live, Mr. Hattie. It was miraculous what he did on Friday night. 124 pitches, complete game. Well, not complete. We were sitting up there in the press box, and I kept saying, there's no way Boss sends him out for another inning. There's no way Boss sends him out for another inning. And he kept laboring, but he didn't look any less effective. No, he kept making me look stupid. I thought, I thought oh, they'd take yeah. him out. After, like, when, once we got to like the 75 range, I was like, yeah, you know, he's not going to go out for another inning. No, he, he proved me yep. wrong. I was live tweeting the game, and I kept saying, oh, that should be it for Erla. Oh, that should be it for Erla. And then I kept having to backtrack. He, he defied my odds, at least. He defied everyone's eyes. But a fantastic game for him. Easily the best start of the season. He's all of a sudden starting to put together a pretty decent stretch of baseball. Went six innings in his last start and then six and two-thirds before that. Starting to put together a stretch after a, a bad start to the season. Indigo Diaz also had a nice ending. He walked a guy. He picked up the win in that game. In the the newly minted closer for the Spartans. But really, I think the, the most exciting play of this game, aside from Erla was that walk-off suicide squeeze executed by Nick Lakeo. Royce Ando was the one charging home on that play. Did did, uh, did you see Jake Boss Jr. pulling that one out of his hat? Uh, you, you kind of expected the bunt. You got you had some wheels on third base, and look, uh, he said Lakeo was the best bunch on the team after the game, so, you know, you, you kind of got to expect it. The situation was first and third with no outs, bottom of the 10th inning for the Spartans. Mr. McCray, would you pull that out of the hat in that situation? That's a bold move. I don't no know. Outs. I don't know if uh, if I would have done that uh, necessarily. Um, I mean, worst case scenario, I mean, you, you still have one out with a man on first True. and second. So I I guess there isn't too much of a risk. Mm-hmm. But having a guy on third like that, I mean, I guess you just don't really want to ground into a double play. I see. I see the rationale. It's just you play to win. You don't see that very often is yeah. what I'm trying to say. I, mean, I know in the in it's the, rare. Oh, very rare. I know in the in the Western Michigan game, the home opener, you and I were there, Mr. Hattie. We saw him execute a suicide squeeze in that game to score a run. It's a team that likes to do small ball things, bunt runners over, move runners up, sacrifice this, sacrifice yeah, that, steal yeah. bases. They have they if have a anything, lot of speed on yeah. this team. They they do have some speed and that's that's one thing that uh other teams might might have to start taking note of uh, yeah. is that how fast this team really is. Bryce Kelly has just been burning it up lately in particular. But it's, oh, for sure. It's interesting when you think about this team. They may not execute on the defensive end at all times, but anytime someone needs to lay down a bunt or move a runner up or steal a bag, they execute the small ball aspects of the game very well. Obviously, only only had seven hits in this Indiana State game. They didn't score a ton of runs on the weekend. Still emerging victorious in the series. But, Mr. Hattie, we've mentioned the the big themes in this game. Mason Erla, the one run that was scored on the Nick Lakeo. It's actually Nick Lakeo as Zach Fisher, the wonderful sports information director for baseball, always reminds me of, for some reason I can never get his name. 
But we've mentioned the two big moments. What was, did you have any other takeaways from this game? Um, I thought I thought for the fielding uh, the fielding aspect for the most part wasn't that bad. Uh, they didn't make an error if, I don't, if I'm not mistaken. No, you are correct. They did, they did they not. Did. They have they've they have been improving. At least I think it's not perfect right now what they're doing on the defensive end. We'll get into that later. Yesterday's Notre Dame say, game. You, you stole a little bit of my thunder there, but uh, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, more okay. foreshadowing going on. Actually, we forgot to foreshadow the last one. Our predictions. Yes, uh, I last week, as you might remember, uh, said that the Spartans would take three out of the four games that they played this week. And mm-hmm. I, yep. that uh, prediction came true. Yep. So and accurate he, prognostication. And believe me, when they when that game went final last night, he let us know. Of course. In the old group chat, in the old baseball beat reporters group chat, bragging rights to one Alex McRae, perfectly picking the last week of Spartan action. Mr. Kyle Hattie, your, what were your predictions for this Indiana State series? We're kind of backtracking here, but that's okay. I said they would take one against Indiana State and one. Uh, I said they'd win against Notre Dame. So I was right about okay. Notre Dame. But you were then, better than you know. me because yeah. I had them losing at Notre Dame and dropping two or three to Indiana State. So I look like the real loser. Ye of so little faith. Yeah, I I need more optimism, like like Mister McRae. That's game one. Beautiful nine innings from Mason Erla. Some walk off heroics from Nick Lacayo. Lacayo. There we go. You'll get it down. Some walk-off heroics. The Spartans winning one to nothing. None of us were in attendance for the second game of the series. We had some other wonderful impactors at that game. Indiana State took home the middle game two to one. They had four hits to the Spartans, three on the mound for each team. Colin Liberator, he started for Indiana State, went seven and two thirds, gave up three hits, one earned. Mitchell Taransky on the other end, a career high, seven innings in his first start of 2019. Two earned runs, three hits, really a nice outing for him. Looking down these, the lineup for the Spartans, really not a lot going on. Only three hits for them on the day. One from Lakeo, Lakeo, one from Chimileski. I can get Chimileski. And one from Royce Ando. None of us were at this game, but another strong starting pitching performance for the Spartans. What were our immediate takeaways from this second game of the series? Well, um... Looking for just looking forward a little bit. I I talked to uh, manager Jake Boss Jr. after the third game, and he he touched on this game a little bit. He said that they that he think he thought they played quite well. I mean, they played a really clean game. They didn't have any errors. They just didn't. They couldn't couldn't hit anything. Um, they three hits. Yeah, yeah it's pretty. I mean, brutal. they didn't strike out a lot. They only struck out five times. So that shows that they're putting the ball in play. They just wasn't finding any holes. Only uh, managed two walks in that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some um, tough luck, from what I heard from our guys that yeah. were at that game. Boss also touched on how uh, Indiana State was probably the best defensive team Michigan mm-hmm. State's faced so far this year. So I guess it makes sense. How mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're not going to score a whole lot if a guy's putting balls in play and just the defense is too good. So I, I really think Michigan State. This last stretch of four games that they've played is easily the best four games they've played so far this season. Oh, completely agree. And, and it is looking to translate here as they go on to play uh, Michigan. I mean, uh, Eastern Michigan coming up. I'm and Rutgers. I'm very, very optimistic about this baseball team right now. Really, the the underlying theme has been the starting pitching, great, drastically improved over the last stretch of games. Mitchell Taransky, 
in this game was no exception to that. He had a pretty nice day, Mr. Kyle Hattie. Seven innings, two earned, three hits. He's a guy that's mainly been a reliever in his Spartan career. He's been thrown into the starting rotation because of injury. The Spartans having a number of injuries to that pitching staff, but he had an effective day and a, even a very, he. Let's, I'm trying to get a word that's better than effective, a strong performance against Indiana State. Yeah, um, I've also been noticing like uh, throughout the season that like their pitching rotation is not really set at like where they're going. Like the edge was supposed yeah. to be a starter going in, and now he's a closer. They bounce around like crazy. It's been they're they're starting to find a groove though. I was gonna say I feel like they're really starting to figure it out with the guys they got. Absolutely. Yeah. And then Sleemans came in and relieved them in a lot of great games. Mm-hmm. And then he's he, the long man, the ultimate long reliever, Caleb Sleeman. Got to start on Sunday too. True. More foreshadowing. This is the foreshadowing episode. Jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. Yeah, pretty much. Middle innings, late innings. But really, we kind of summed it up. I don't, I don't think we need to talk too much more about this second game of the series. The Spartans fell to 6-22 and with the loss. Indiana State improving to 23-5 and with the win. Really, they, they didn't find any holes. Another great starting pitching performance. But they would bounce back on the Sunday day game, the final game of the series with the Spartans and Indiana State Sycamores. The Spartans breaking out the bats, winning 6 to nothing, pounding out 14 hits. Like we mentioned, Caleb Sleeman did get the start. He went 6 and 2 thirds, only gave up 3 hits, no earned runs. Evan Floor and Indigo Diaz also had scoreless innings and ending in the third for Evan Floor out of that bullpen. Looking down the lineup, two hits for Royce Ando, two hits for Nick Lacayo, who's all of a sudden started hitting. Justin Antonsic, four for four. Phenomenal game. Phenomenal With an game. RBI, great, great for him. And then Casey Mays, too, the freshman right fielder, three for four, two runs scored, two RBIs. Pretty nice, solid game for the freshman. But, Mr. McCray, you were at that game. What jumped off the page in the 6 nothing win, the series ceiling win for the Spartans against Indiana State? It was probably the best game Michigan State's played thus far. Um, in, the, defense, in, the, in the season, you in think? the season, in the I season, like I would say so. I mean, the bats were just popping off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lacayo hit, uh, he crushed a double off the left field fence, off the wall. The guy tried to make a good play. It would have been a phenomenal catch if he had made it, but it was a double off the wall. Uh, clutch hitting there from uh, a guy who's been struggling with the bat a little bit, and Zach Iverson. He rocked a double into center right. I forgot to mention him. Three yeah, RBIs. Three RBIs. Three RBIs. Really broke the game Didn't you open. say that was to right center, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, I, for a second there, I thought it might go, but uh-huh. it, it died just a little bit. Impressive, um, though. He's, he's he's grinding. Oh, yeah. He's starting to turn a corner, though. Oh, for sure. Um, And the defense was probably the biggest, uh, biggest key to the game to me because— I mean, there are a couple of guys that got on base for uh, for Indiana State with walks and just hits, and there was one error by by Iverson at third. Mm-hmm. Um, but Michigan State turned a season high three double plays in this game, and that completely killed all the momentum yeah. that Indiana State had. Made some plays when they needed, and there was a chance. Um, there was a chance. I believe it was in the eighth inning with uh, Evan Floor, where he had. Uh, one guy down, he'd struck out the first guy, but then he had walked a guy, and then there was an error, uh, which allowed a first and third scenario, and he he got a grounder, a bouncer right up to him, turned around, tossed it over to second base, 
great double play, ended the inning. It was a major momentum sw- uh, swing for Michigan State. Um, Indigo Diaz out of the bullpen, gave up a double to start start off the inning, but came back strong with two strikeouts, picked up a save. It was, in, in, not to mention Caleb Sleeman. The 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 yeah. guy's been insane ever since we the watched Swiss him. Swiss Army knife. Ever since we watched him come in in long relief at that Western game, he has steadily improved, which I didn't really think was that possible at that point. I think the whole roster, the whole pitching roster, oh, has most certainly, sure. most certainly. We'll get into that a lot too. We're gonna long form most improved Spartan segment oh, yeah. coming up. And um, I mean, Sleeman, I think at the Western game had. An ERA around six or whatever, yeah. And now he's got it down to three point five four. Phenomenal outing from the Michigan State Spartans on Sunday. Great win. Uh, Jake Boss Jr. said, "I think today we saw what we are capable of." And that's and a, that's a telling quote. It it is it is. He uh, he's really confident in this team. I'm really confident in this team, and I I think everybody should be. It's they're playing great baseball right now. And listen up, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? You know who they're playing like. Who are they playing like? The Detroit Tigers. Love it. A nice comparison. Two red-hot teams. But what I was going to say, if there's anybody on this podcast to listen to when it comes to predictions in the field of this team, it's Mr. McRae, because the other two members of this podcast, myself and Mr. Hattie, are just getting blown out of the water in the predictions column to Mr. McRae. He's, he's got that that magic ball. He's What do they call that? Sorcerer's ball. Oh, the— globe. Uh... I know what I know what I can't it is. Remember. Mystic something. Crystal ball. The crystal, crystal ball. ball. That's crystal what it ball is. predictions from Mr. Alex McRae. That's what we're gonna coin them from here on out. But really, just putting the, a capper on a great weekend for Michigan State coming out of the weekend seven and twenty-two. Like we mentioned, career high, career highs in terms of innings pitched for all three of their starting pitchers, starting with Mason Erla, Caleb Sleeman on Sunday. For I'm, I forgot the Saturday started there for a minute, so I bounced around. Tyranski. Mitchell Taranski yeah. on Saturday. But really another thing, too, I want to touch on this real quickly. The bullpen didn't allow a run for Michigan State in the series. There's all of a sudden some guys starting to carve out roles in that bullpen, and they've been really effective. What about they they gave up one run in yeah. the entire series. One run. Yeah. It, Indiana State is a good team. They came in, I believe, at twenty-two and four. Yeah, they put fourteen up on Indiana. That yeah. is a good baseball team hitting, I believe, two ninety-eight headed into the series. Yeah, they em- huge number. They embarrassed them this weekend. Didn't they come in like twenty and five or yeah. something? A, a, a baseball in, team with yeah. six wins went out there and embarrassed Indiana State this weekend. It was and impressive. I loved every second of it. It was a, it was a, the best weekend. It was not arguably the best weekend series. It was the best weekend. For Michigan State baseball of this season and a couple nice games to to ride home with too. The, the first night game, impressive performances all around. And would they carry that momentum into another game? They would indeed. Yesterday, the Spartans traveled to Notre Dame to take on the Fighting Irish. They won the ball game by a score of three to two, improving their record to eight and twenty-two. On the 2019 season, Michigan State pounding out seven hits. Did commit three errors, though. Notre Dame, their two runs were on five hits. For Michigan State, Jarrett Olsen got the start. He went five innings, gave up one earned run. Evan Floor, another one of those great relievers, three scoreless innings. Indigo Diaz came on for the save, gave up a hit, but otherwise had a scoreless inning. 
the bats really emerged in this game again for the Spartans. You know, obviously three runs, you wouldn't think that way. But Adam Proctor hit a home run in this game. Zaid Walker, he had a double. He was two for four in this game. Royce Ando, he had a hit. Justin Antonsik, he had it, two hits. He went two for four, did have a strikeout, but he's starting to turn a corner on his season after otherwise struggling. Really, we saw a lot of the same things we saw in this Indiana State series. A pretty solid start, one earned run, five innings is a little short. Great performance from the bullpen, a couple clutch hits. They didn't field their positions as well as the Indiana State series games, but really another pretty much... All, well, with the exception of the defense, another more a, a, a more complete game than what we saw earlier in the season, and they continued the momentum swing. Oh, most certainly. Um, Proctor leads the team in home runs. Guy's got an insane amount of power in that bat. A lot of pop. Lot He's got of pop. a ton of pop, a ton of swing and miss potential. It's it's it's, it's very hit or miss for that kid. I, I mean, yeah, it it happens. But, but he, uh, he can put a oh, he that, can I mean, sock one out of out of a catcher. Yeah, where the trend seems to be catchers can't really hit anymore. Yeah. A guy, a catcher who can go out there and crush a home run, it's True. it's it's great. I mean, I don't care if he hits two. Just a sophomore too. Yeah, really improving mm-hmm. at the plate. Solid defensively as well. Oh yeah, really solid. He's got a cannon. Really looking at this game though, Jarrett Olson had a nice start for the Spartans. He's another guy that's kind of had to be had to get thrown into that starting rotation. In, you know, Notre Dame, a team that's struggling this year, 12-18. and 18 They still play in a great loss. conference, though. The exactly. ACC is not I, I was phenomenal I, You read my mind. They play the best of the best. I mean, NC State in that conference, just to name a few. North NC, Carolina. North, yeah, North Carolina. Clemson. More and more. Keep going. Uh, Florida State. Yep. Um, Virginia. Virginia Tech. Both. They're both stellar. Solid. Solid yeah. baseball teams. One of the best conferences in the nation in term top to bottom. Second to maybe the Pac-12 or the SEC. That's what I'd I mean, think. Third yeah. best conference in baseball. I, Correlation, probably. mostly warm weather. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's why Notre Dame's not as good, but we'll <laughs> but, see. Oh, but really, hitting, you can check that off for this game. The pitching was good once again, but the defense, though, they struggled a little bit in this game. I mean, it... It happens, I guess. One error by the pitcher, some PFP problems, probably. PFP. That's a um, that's the Kurt Gibson buzzword yeah. on those Tigers um, broadcasts. Antonsic, I mean, he's really, really been tearing it up at the plate recently, and it's it's great to see from a first baseman. Still not having a lot of power, but I mean, man. You, I mean, if you can get on base, it all matters. Yeah, four for four. Uh, I think he went one for three um, against Indiana State in another game there. He's coming alive He's... after struggling pretty mightily oh, yeah. to start out mm-hmm. the season. Iverson, another guy that's starting to come alive. He had a rough game against Notre Dame. I'll give him that. Yep. But um, he, he had he had some clutch hits. Yeah. He had some real clutch hits. He had some clutch hits in that game. Zaid Walker showed up, had another nice, good nice game for the see, Spartans. Nice to yeah. see a young guy Freshman. getting another shot. Um, he, you know, hasn't been great so far this season but he has inconsistent he has he has a high high ceiling is what i like to say a lot of potential there maybe another theme in this game the clutch factor all of the spartans runs were scored from the sixth inning and on always good to see those hits come in those spots at least in my opinion most certainly it is but you know eventually you got to start scoring early you can't get you can't get in a hole 
which I think was uh, probably the key to Sunday's win when um, Mays hit that two-run shot. He's and, got some power. Oh, yeah, he's got a he lot of He had a home power. run against, I believe, power. Nebraska earlier in the yeah. season. Freshman, um, another youngster yeah. kicking in. But he uh, he he opened it up early uh, in the second inning with a two-run shot. I, I think that really set the tone for the game, and that's what Michigan State needs to do. They need to get ahead and let the pitchers settle in. And lately, that those pitchers have been doing a great job of, of settling down, getting that opposing offense. Let's think about this. Erla didn't allow a run. Taransky allowed two runs. And then in the third game, Sleeman did not allow a run. No. And then in this game, Jarrett Olsen, one run over five innings. Starting staff is, is getting in a groove, and so is that bullpen. More foreshadowing. More foreshadowing. But overall... Since we have last been on this podcast, since you have last listened to us, the Spartans going 3-1. and one. Alex McRae's predictions coming true for this four-game stretch. We will preview what's up next for the Spartans just a little bit later, but we will now head to our weekly State of the Spartans Outlook segment of this podcast. And I'd say this is the best outlook we've had on this team since we've started doing this podcast. They're rolling easily. Oh, certainly. Certainly. For sure. They're playing some of the best baseball. I mean, you you mentioned it. This is, in my opinion as well, the best baseball they've been playing this year, and I don't think it's even close. No. No. I mean, they're stringing together wins. They've won four out of six games. And we're going to go around the horn here and explain what we believe is the main catalyst behind that. But really, I'll start it off. The pitching has been fantastic. Looking at the bullpen, we'll start it off with the bullpen. In the, in the in the past 11 games, going into that Notre Dame game yesterday, the relievers combined for a 2.57 earned run average, a 199 batting average against, and 40 strikeouts and 42 innings pitched. Wow. They have a closer now, Indigo Diaz. They have a late-inning reliever, an eighth-inning guy, Colton Panaranto. Caleb Sleeman has pitched in the middle innings, and even though he started Evan Floor, the lefty, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, also is enjoying some recent success. Top to bottom, that bullpen is starting to— everyone's carved out a role, and they're doing well. And then in the rotation, they combined for a 0.85 ERA in the Indiana State Series. And like we mentioned before when we were just talking, they're doing all this without Mike Machma who is out right now with shoulder soreness. He was their best starter for a long period of time, owning a, a 2-3-7 ERA over 30 and one-third innings pitched. They're doing all this without him. I think really when you talk about the state of the Spartans right now, it's the state of the Spartans on the mound. Oh, um, the Spartans are really pitching well right now. It's a, it's a good call out there for Panaranto. He's He's been a clutch uh, bullpen guy here for the last couple, like last week or so. Um Really, really solid, solid uh, turnaround for the Spartans. The numbers still a little bloated for Panaranto, an ERA of six on the year. Same with Evan Floor, an ERA of five on the year. But a guy like Caleb Sleeman, you already mentioned, he's gotten his ERA down. Indigo Diaz as well, a little bloated, 8.44 and 26 and two-thirds innings pitched. But when we checked it last week, it was 10 point something. Exactly. So it, it's dropping ever- dramatically. Yes. I mean, the team ERA... Five five seven. That thing was above seven a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, they're slowly but surely chipping away at these numbers and getting some solid performances. And really, if I'm in the shoes of Jake Boss Jr., you got to feel pretty darn confident when you can say I have a guy for that situation out of the pen. 
And the Spartans have established that. They really have. They really have. I, I 100% agree. Starting with the pitching, we'll swing it around now. Mr. McCray, actually pointing over to Mr. Are you on it? Do you want it? I'm, I'm fine with whatever. All right, Mr. McCray, we're going to have you take it. Um, Your biggest key to the Spartans winning four of six. I took the pitching. I took the easy one. Defense wins championships. Bingo. Defense wins championships. And the Spartans have greatly improved on the defensive side. As I uh, hinted to earlier, three double plays uh, on Sunday really, really kind of won the game, I think. Um, uh, it, it, it is amazing for a pitcher's confidence when you can not miss a bat and still get an out. And uh, that, I think, has been huge. Uh, it was a little rough against Notre Dame, but I think— We shouldn't let that overshadow exactly, what's been going on I, exactly. lately. Even well, the Western game, too, that we were a part of, and the Central game, it's it was, like a six-game stretch they've been doing pretty well. Very solid defensively. I love to see it. Very nice. We have pitching. We have defense. We'll swing it around to our last member of the podcast. Last but certainly not least, Mr. Kyle Hattie. What has been? Go- what is their kryptonite in this four of six game winning streak? Well, when you look I at like, wouldn't, I wouldn't say kryptonite. Kryptonite. Oh shoot! It's weakness. That's wrong. What am I talking about? I'm come not. On. A, come on, Sloan. I'm not a big superhero movie fan. I, I watch a lot of sports. I'll throw something that's old on. Well, oops, didn't get that reference. But I'm not going to let that overshadow. Mr. Kyle Hattie, what has gone right for this Spartans team? What is not their kryptonite? There uh, we go. The my biggest takeaway has been that the bats came alive when they did when they needed to. Uh, when you like when you look like before, uh, basically like before they had their first home game, they were getting they were putting like one run, one run, two runs, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Ever since the, the bats, not every game they've been exploding, but every game they've done what they needed to to win games. I agree, and you know, looking at some individual guys too. Justin Antonsic struggled for a, a pretty good amount of time. He's now second on the team in batting average, hitting 280. A guy like Zaid Walker, he's been better lately, getting even some contributions from a guy like Casey Mays, getting some contributions from a guy like Zach Iverson, the three-run double that he hits up the right center field gap on Sunday. All of a sudden, these bats are with, with consistent reps are starting to pick it up. I don't know if there's a guy that sticks out for you guys, but really – as a whole, the lineup, plus there's all of a sudden a, a day-in, day-out lineup has kind of emerged, too. We don't see as much shuffling as there was earlier in the season. Really, I think a lot of consistency is going right for the Spartans team in all facets. And you can't forget Nick Lacayo. Oh, I completely forgot him, he, too. He, he was he might be the MVP, offensive MVP of the weekend. He's been fantastic. Also, let's not forget how dominant Bryce Kelly has been on the base paths. He has... Yeah. Uh, let me let me double check here. Uh, had two stolen bases against Notre Dame. Had one against one on Sunday, and one on uh, Saturday, and he got caught on Friday. But still, a lot of stolen bases, getting into scoring position, getting a pitcher's vital, house. vital for a leadoff hitter. 13-16 overall in the season. He doesn't get caught much. That easily leads this Spartan team. Danny Gleaves, another guy that usually is up towards the top of that list. He got injured earlier in the season at Arizona. He would be up there, but Kelly is picking up right where they left off, where right where he left off and Gleaves last year doing that right. 
putting a putting a capper, I'd say, on our State of the Spartans segment. A great stretch for this team over the past four games, starting to get it going. Obviously, winners four or six overall. What is your weak MVP? What 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 who's your most valuable player over this last stretch? We'll start it off with Mr. Kyle Hattie. I know you have one in mind. Nick Lakyle. Ooh. I thought you were gonna take Erla. Oh. I guess I changed my mind. Uh, you know what? You know I have to go Either to one. But both deserve credit, but um if I had to choose, I think I would choose Erla. Talking before the show, you were all I claim Erla. I'll take him. Interesting. Leaving Nick Lakyo on the board for Mr. McCray. Is that your pick? I think uh, it, it actually might be for me, uh, Antonsic. Just Very because, nice. as a guy who is an everyday starter, to get his average up there, to start getting on base more, I, I think, uh, I think especially his last two games against Notre Dame and uh, Indiana State showed that he can, he can really put the ball in play. I like it. He's my MVP of the weekend. Book it for Mr. McCray and Mr. Hattie. I cannot believe. You guys left Caleb Sleeman on the board for me, the Swiss Army Knife, the jack-of-all-trades, as he's been called on this podcast, getting it done in the starting rotation now and in the middle innings. Easy pick for my MVP of the week. That will bring us into our last segment of the podcast, the future. We're looking towards the future. These Spartans will travel to Piscataway, New Jersey, to take on the Rutgers Scarlet Knights this weekend as we head into our predictions segment. Who usually owns this prediction segment? I do. Um, for now, yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to consult with the standings in terms of who's winning, who's really winning. I, obviously, it's gonna be Mr. McRae. I believe I'm in last, but really quickly looking at this Rutgers Scarlet Knights team, ten and nineteen overall, two and four in conference. They have won two straight ball games. They are four and two at home, so that's not terrible. The last two wins they have picked up were against the Iowa Hawkeyes in the first game and Lafayette. Lafayette. I've never heard of Lafayette before. Louisiana Lafayette? No, it just says Lafayette in. It's they're from Pennsylvania. Never heard of them. Hmm. Any yeah, Mr. Hmm. McRae, Lafayette, East Easton, Pennsylvania. Um. Close to uh, Purdue, I guess. <laughs> well, they they beat him nine to three. So wait, Pennsylvania? I thought is it Pennsylvania? Oh, is it? Pen- oh, yeah. We, oh. I thought you. It's I thought you peas. said Indiana. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. It's the it's the killer peas. <laughs> what you lack in geography, you make up for in predictions. Oh, uh, yes, sir. For sure. But anyways, this Rutgers team, kind of an unimpressive ten and 19, 2 and four in conference, kind of blah. They'll play three at Rutgers. I'm not giving them any respect, but. I don't know. We'll see. Predictions coming soon. And then they play, Eastern. Yes, Eastern Michigan next Wednesday, one week from now at in at McLean Baseball Stadium at Cobes Field, renewing the rivalry. Jake Moss Jr. was once a coach at Eastern Michigan. Four more games they will be getting in until we hit this podcast next. We're going to start it off with the predictions king right across from you, Mr. McRae. How did the Spartans fare? Winners of four or six, does that continue? Well, I think it'd be bold to call a sweep against Rutgers, so I'm not going to do it. I think they take two out of three. And, man, the Eastern one, just the in-state thing. They're not a bad ball club. They're not a bad team. They're definitely not a bad team. I mean, they're 7-25 and right now. 
They beat they beat Notre Dame. The record, I don't know. The rec- they have some nice players on that team. I watched them last year at Michigan. Yeah. Um, it's a home game for Michigan State. Take them. Three or four, once Book again, it. book it. Book it. Hey, it's not going wrong for Mr. McCray the way it's been going. The optimism so he's gonna is stick flowing. With it. Flowing. Optimism flowing across the table. Do we have as much optimism as Mr. McCray, Mr. Kyle Hattie? Uh, yes, break out, break out your brooms. Wow. Hot, oh. sizzling oh. take. Break out the brooms in Piscataway. I am loving what this offense is doing. I'm loving what the pitching staff is doing. And it, if I want to be first, I got to be bold. They gonna, are they going to be Eastern, too? Four out of four. Wow. 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 Unbelievable. That's tough. Well, you know what? You, you guys unfortunately set me up. Ugh. This team's playing really well right now. Ah. You're calling okay. the slump? There's, there's a button. You coming. guys all, Are you going to call the slump? I don't know. I'd feel kind of weak if I just piggybacked off you guys. You know what? But. I really like the way they're playing right now. Book it for two or three at Rutgers and a win against Eastern. Yeah, okay. Watch. All right. Here's the problem. I just jinxed them. Watch. Yep. Every, every time I dog them, they do well. And every time, well, we'll see. Now I'm high on them. We'll see how they perform. We'll check in with you next episode to see what's going on with that. But this episode is in the books sweeping through this schedule. Nice episode, gentlemen. Oh, I loved it. Excellent. Killer. We're on our Great game. Time. We're covering games, getting the pumping those stats out of there. We're doing well. Love Once it. again, thank you for listening to the Warning Track Podcast brought to you by WDBM Sports, Impact 89FM, Michigan State student radio station. Looking at Mr. Hattie's shirt, basically reading off that right now. Our player of the week at WDBM Sports, winner, winner, chicken dinner. But once again, Thank you for listening to the Warning Track Podcast, the one and only podcast on this these airwaves and any airwaves that covers Michigan State baseball exclusively from myself, Luke Sloan, my partners, Kyle Hattie and Alex McRae. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to Warning Track, a production of Impact 89 FM. For more Michigan State sports news, visit impact89fm.org slash sports. Look at me.